The gift I place in your hands will be one of inestimable worth to you in these last days. For it is the gift of greater power. Our minds will melt. And as you take on the totality of the mind of God, your thought power will be increased. As you allow it to fully possess you, as you reject carnal mindedness put on my mind, as you allow me to more fully live in you, as you hear, breathe, and think my thoughts, then I am able to activate a greater capacity of mental and spiritual powers within you. Your mind has tremendous potential, for it is spiritual. And when your mind is yielded to me, you are able to generate my power. You become generators of the power of God. As you call on the power of the keys to help you own this gift, it will unlock amazing doors before you. to mind meld with God. Welcome, welcome, my dear friends. Michael Basham, faithbugs.com. Just uh, wanted to do a little chit-chat. We'll see where the rabbit hole goes today. Have a lot of praises and just gratitude to our love in heaven who has bestowed on us such a great gift of salvation. He's already won the battle, so the spirit war is really just the war against the enemy, against the flesh. He has won the eternal battle already, and it's already written that these end times are also in his hands, so we don't have to fear. I was listening to Liz Walker talk about how a new Christian is like a new baby. They just think everybody loves them, and they're right. And they walk in the room and just all the attention's about them. And God is just so tender with new believers. He just loves to shower them with miracles and signs and wonders. And that when you're a new believer as well, you oftentimes have this unspeakable joy. It's it's a little bit more fun to be around new believers than it is old believers that are already kind of decrepit and getting into just remember back in 1976 when there was the revival in that one town they they lose that new baby cheer and happiness and one of the ways to always stay in that is to keep making new babies keep having new babies keep having new believer babies and get yourself around 
people that are, are new Christians and just realize that they have something for you as well. Um, and if you don't have a church or anything, you can just go on on the internet and you just, the Lord will, if you put your voice out there, the Lord will surely make it so that you can interface with people that are new in the faith. It doesn't matter their age, but they might be just a few years old and he'll enable you to have kind of this internet fellowship. That's what what, what I'm doing right now, actually. I want to stay in the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength, not your specific strength. Even though I'm driving all over Western North Carolina today and there's just chemtrails out the wazoo and we know that they're being exposed so they're working overtime to continue the geoengineering to poison the skies and poison the air and poison the plants and it's scary but you gotta learn how to glory in the fight realize that it's not about go into all the nations and expose the Illuminati it's going into all the nations and preach the gospel. Be instant in season and out of season. Win souls. Preach the gospel. Preach the word. Win disciples. Train them up. That's the Great Commission. And that's where you're going to find the, the highest level of joy. Is where you shared your faith with someone that was receiving it and you know the Holy Spirit spoke through you. I walked into a special needs place the other day to deliver a package and I just felt this glory like this glow this spirit like this transference like just by being in there and blessing the place blessing the people saying hi and it was very brief but I had a sense that these special needs people have very special angels and that my angels were high-fiving their angels and there was just a great interchange there you know, America is kind of like a dead country in many ways. Like, you go to another country besides America where people are still simple and they haven't been, like, used and abused by the darkness in the media and Hollywood and the music industry. America is so depressed. I remember my good friend JP once told me when we were in China, he's like, I don't know what it is about America. It's like, Everybody, everybody's miserable. They all, they all hate it there, actually. But they don't want to admit it because they've got so many blessings. They've got so many things going for them. They think they're happy, but actually they really do hate it. Like, everybody kind of hates it here. I thought that was an interesting comment. I never forgot that throughout the years. Americans are really blessed. I mean, we are really blessed. And I just feel like I'm a missionary in America again, but it's such a tough mission field. It's so hard to find people that are really hungry and it just sucks you in the material materialism, the bills, the entertainment, this kind of selfish property and entitlement that people have. Of course, this next generation, there's also extreme laziness. Um, there's just so many broken families, so many people just struggling to survive and struggling to make it. And then the drugs, man. Oh my gosh, the drugs. It's like the end of the world here, man. When I was in Asia, nobody did drugs. It was, they learned that lesson a hundred years ago with the opium wars. So America is being drugged down, entertainment out the wazoo, 
perversion and everything just a focus on sex but it's like a dirty kind of sex it's like a, a putrid filthy poopy kind of perverted sex confusion in the in the sex this confusion of of identities and of course that's all being led towards transhumanism it's it's quite a dark mission field but we should never lose the joy of our salvation and again get around new christians they read with such with such um reverence the scriptures and we can take it for granted. Oh, Romans eight twenty eight. You know, all things work together for good for those that love God. Yeah, you know, well, God is good and God uh, he helps those who help themselves. Okay, whatever. But you you get around a new believer that used to be a, a witch or a new age or drug addict and then they found the gospel and they're like going cold turkey clean. And the joy of the word is just so palpable. They're just so happy like my little niece yesterday, I was watching Obi-Wan Kenobi, watching him like run away from Darth Vader like a little pansy. It, it was an interesting exchange, Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan, I guess. I mean, it was kind of like a nice cosplay, but it was okay. Whoever they got to do uh, Darth Vader's voice sounds exactly like James Earl Jones, and there's no way that's actually James Earl Jones. I don't think he's even alive anymore. Speaking of which... um, listen to the Bible read by James Earl Jones. It's so funny. It's like the whole King James Version read by James Earl Jones. I'm not kidding. It actually exists. So I was watching Obi-Wan and my little niece is just smiling and she just looks at you and she goes ha ah, ah. She's like six months old. Just her little eyes, her little eyelashes. Just the most babyest cute little baby. My son, Ethan, he's more of like a cool, like he looks at you with this serious face. He's really serious looking. He hasn't learned how to smile yet. He just like really like intensely gazes at you. But new babies, I mean, the whole world is about new babies. And and when you get around babies, you want to know where Jesus is? He's around the babies. He's with the babies. He's not with the decrepit kind of taking God for granted kind of folk. He's with the babies. He loves the babies. So you want to get closer to Jesus? Just get around some babies. And you'll you'll see, like, he'll give you some of that glory. He doesn't always do as many miracles um, for the grown-ups because we've got to believe by faith. Like, we've got to be mature and realize that God expects us to grow up and to become parents ourselves and not to always be a baby. Uh, a lot of Christians, especially in the Western church, they think that they're supposed to always have everybody focus on them and just give me more attention, give me more something. And we lose sight of the joy of birthing, of creating, of shepherding. And indeed, Jesus said that if you want to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you have to be like a little child too. So it is by no means you'll enter into the kingdom unless... You humble yourselves like one of these little ones. So he's not asking you to be God. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not talking about like you've got to now, oh, it's all hard, you know, and you're going to get older and your body's going to hurt and, you know, your eyes go bad and, and you know, it's all going to suck and just sorry. 
No, you you in the spirit, your spirit goes back to ah, ee, baby. And you know, one of the ways to stay in that state is to always return to the kingdom as a child, be as a little child, be simple, be teachable, be humble, and be full of his joy. Like seriously, like you enter into that joy through praise, through thanksgiving, and you get to learn how to just let go of stuff. Like you're not stressed out about paying the bills, got to pay the bills. I used to want to serve God once, but I got to worry about the bills. You cannot serve both God and mammon. Me, you know, I, ju- I jumped off that train a long time ago. I'll work any job. I, I like getting out there and meeting people. I find that um, whether you're working at a truck stop or you're doing restaurant or FedEx or teaching, everything is an opportunity to serve God. And if you really got to go join ministry, then fine. Go to seminary, do the ministry thing and be... But you can be a a missionary anywhere. Pretty soon we're all going to have to live by faith anyway. So, I mean, what might as well watch the end of the world from the front seat. You know, get a a job in the... uh, somewhere in the supply chain. Watch everything freak out. But when I'm working, I'm not thinking about my salary. I'm not stressed about paying the bills. God has always helped me to cover, render under Caesar whatever is unto Caesar. But give to God that which is God's. And you can worship him in many different ways. I know that there's uh, the concept of worship as a weapon that they arrayed the singers and the... the um, the trumpets and the musicians to lead the armies when they're going into battle you've got the the sense of war drums to even add more intensity to everything that's why i like to use music a lot in my shows because i think it's um a way to to enter in and just to feel like yes we're a part of something different here this is like going into another dimension and I've been given so much teaching and so much knowledge and so many experiences. But when it comes down to it, I'm really starting out as baby every day. I, I feel like I start from scratch every day. And I'm just so excited about whatever God's going to do that day. And how he's going to just do a miracle and lead, lead us through. And I don't necessarily have to see an angel every day. I've seen stuff before. I know that uh, you get more credit for believing having not seen. But that don't mean that you can't see in the spirit. So when you want to spirit travel, like Blazers, Spirit Wars, or something like that, or Ian Clayton, or people that uh, have done lots of time and meditation and prayer, and they, they get to go and see visions, a lot of time what they're actually doing is sharing experiences out of their times of meditation and prayer. Like yesterday, I was just visualizing a Cherokee Indian tribe and the people were living in these teepees and you could just smell the, the stoves that they were cooking food on and the women and the children and the hunters and the, the strong warriors and the, 
the matriarchal ladies and just the feeling of a community and a village, a really close-knit, close-knit group of people. And as I was visualizing that, I was just praying to God and thanking him for where he's put us, you know, near the Cherokee Indian uh, reservation and just feeling the sense of the history of this land and just tapping into that somehow. I don't know what I was doing even. It was just, I saw a vision of it. I, I thought, well, maybe just like in Hawaii and China and Taiwan and Japan, well, now I can ask the Lord for whatever was good of those tribes, whatever was good of those days, or maybe like to, to pray for healing. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't understand how the spirit always works, but you see, you go in with the expectancy of God is going to do something different, something random. Babies don't wake up every day and know exactly what's going to happen. They're, they're not sure if their parents are going to take them out to the park or go to a restaurant or if they're going to be uh, handed off to somebody else. They just kind of go with the flow and they cry when they're hungry. God says to make your requests known unto him. So we do cry out to God. We do praise him, but then we ask him for help, for shielding us and keeping us and keeping us safe from trouble and um, avenging us of the enemy. We spend time crying and we spend time playing with him. We get to do it all because we babies. We some cute babies. But then at some point you do grow up and I'll have these visions where I'll like kind of experience like a, another childhood for a brief period of time. And, and then after it's over, I'll sense like, okay, it's time to grow up and it's, it's time to go and, and get into like official duties in the spirit realm in heaven. And, and that's really fun because then I'll get to see like a little glimpse of how we are ministering even in heaven, using our angels and whatever angel technology is allotted to us. I'm telling you, the more time you spend in prayer and meditation, the more visions, the more things you are going to get. But it's always, always going to be taken by faith. God values your faith so much that he has decided to hide himself from us. If we could see God, then it would be so easy, but it would also be like you're frozen where you're at because now you see him. It's game over. You're not in, you're not playing the video game anymore. You're in the real world. But when you're in the video game and you can't see the creator because you're in it, people are like, oh, life is an illusion. Well, if it's an illusion, then God himself decided to breathe his spirit into it. So there is some truth there, but this so-called illusion is very important. I mean, Jesus Christ died. He, he is he who is the code through which this game was created himself, sacrificed for our sins so that we can also escape the matrix. There's a lot of depth to those kind of um, analogies. But if you're only looking at it as like a video game, then, you know, you'll go astray. So don't, don't go down that line too far. But you, you can still kind of conjecture or guess or look into a little bit how everything really operates. And when Enoch, this is, there was a really good podcast, um, Jay Dyer's 
wife or girlfriend did. It was on his feed um, about the Book of Enoch. I really recommend it. I won't go into all of it or even about the Book of Enoch exactly, but there was this one part where Enoch is asking the angels about this or that or how does this work or how does that work? And the angel looks at him and asks him, why do you want to know about that? Like, that's not really for people to know about. It's like, why do you want to know about that? Well, Enoch was so interested in the spirit realm. Of course, eventually God took him, but he got answers. So if you're a person that's a spiritual junkie like I am, don't be afraid of getting answers as well. Don't act so surprised that God is actually on the throne and he can do anything and he can show you things in the spirit, but it will be by faith. You'll feel like you're crazy. You'll feel like it's Dungeons and Dragons. And I want to get into Dungeons and Dragons a little bit and Stranger Things, and I'll be right back in just a moment. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. He has done it. And he will do it. Whatever it is you need to get done, he will do it. Can we trust him? Can we pray to him? Can we praise him? Can we let our requests be known unto him? Without getting into a work trip, you know, if you're in a work trip, you're like, hustle and bustle, gotta push, gotta make that money. And you lose that sense of wonder of heaven sense of his goodness and we meditate on his goodness I'm having fun going up and down these smoky mountains because you get to like go into neutral and I just imagine how many gallons of gas I'm going to save by just coasting down the hills instead of keeping the engine running like just you know the RPMs are way down they're like down to like 
600 instead of 2,000. Going to neutral. So I know that John Crowder has criticized the Ian Clayton people for being Christian Dungeons and Dragons mystics. And I understand that. I know that uh, the things that I talk about and that Blazers, Spirit Wars, and um, a lot of our friends who like to go to Mystic Ascensions. Hello, Chicano. This is my mystical ascension, baby. Woo! Come to heaven, have some tequila with the most high, yeah. And they, they're accused of, well, you know, you lost your sense of reverence when you started talking about Jesus making tequila. Jesus don't drink tequila, Jesus drinks wine. Okay, fine, well, um, how about sitting down with Jesus at this heavenly feast and letting him raise a glass, a toast, to honor the warriors on the field who are down there fighting the wars, but who have decided to come up and to get their shields and their swords polished and the demon guts wiped off of them, and to just bask in, in the glow of the heavenly aura, to get drunk in his presence. It's like, you're already drunk in the presence of Jesus, but he's like, nah, well, I got some tequila for you too. There's the enjoyment. When you're full of the joy of the Lord, you can enjoy everything. You can enjoy... I remember when I first um, decided that I was going to drop out and, and be a disciple. And even before that time, it was like the the clearing away of the religious rubble. I could watch any movie and find parallels to the life of faith and to the Bible it was like everything was so clear and, and crispy, like the Smoky Mountain sunset that I'm driving through right now. Just a beautiful, beautiful colors, the sun just coming through the clouds, even if they are chemtrails, like billions of chemtrails today. And, you know, I, I've never been like a, uh, a drinker, like never enjoyed like, oh, I got to go out and party. But suddenly it was like I could, in my happiness, I could enjoy a beer. And even like read read the Bible with a beer at times, and it would be a little bit different. I'm not recommending that if you got a problem with that stuff, but everything became clean. Even sex was clean. It was like, wow, this is procreation. And and I know that the children of God was over sexual and everything, but but for me it was just this like, wow, it's like finally being taken out of the church system, the church box. The puritanical system versus the perverted system. Leave both systems and just be human. And you know, in Japan, it was easier to do because I wasn't in America surrounded by Americans. Americans are so puritanical. I feel sorry for Americans. But but like everything in its due place, you know, the, the sex, the, the alcohol, the, the life, the adventure, everything in moderation... Um, not saying anything, you know, all those things can be perfected. The, let's just admit it, sex is a messy thing. But there was the vision of everything being being made good and holy. He, he says, stop calling that which I have made holy, unholy. No longer having um, inordinate desires, like, oh, I got a sweet tooth, I got to eat all this sweet food. Not, not eating junk food all the time 
recognizing the sense of adventure of faith and, and almost like gambling with your life cures you from the addiction to gambling. If you're a gambler, just live live a life by faith. And uh, being addicted to entertainment, well, you don't have time to just be addicted to entertainment when God puts you on these adventures where your life is the entertainment. It's like getting revelations from him is the addiction. Finding out that you can go and travel into the spirit and get these visions and get new revelations because without a vision, the people perish. And, and that God loves to give good gifts to his children. So Dungeons and Dragons. So, you know, we, we got to talk about this because Stranger Things is out. I think even Michael Heiser wrote a book about Stranger Things. He loves Stranger Things. There's that concept of another dimension besides this one that you can interface with. And there's these kids playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I mentioned before that the season four is actually about the satanic panic and they're making fun of Christians. But at the same time, they're showing you that actually demons and uh, whatnot are, are really actually killing children. So there's this total disconnect. But indeed, there there is a satanic ritual abuse that's very, very ugly and very prevalent and, and a, a big problem. So you see the, um, the juxtaposition of there's Dungeons and Dragons, there's secret military operations, My Labs, MKUltra, Montauk Project. I think Stranger Things was originally going to be called Project Montauk and they changed the name. But you begin to realize that what they're doing is they're tapping into other realms. I think Robin Bullock or somebody like that wrote a book about the fact that CERN is, is actually, or some of these, these experiments, they're really finding out that you do need human sacrifice to fully make contact with those other realms. So it's, it's quite an interesting little revelation. I don't know if it's true or not, but I wouldn't be surprised. Because the demonic technology requires a sacrifice not having the blood of Jesus. So they need to use, really, what Stranger Things is showing you is that there is child sacrifice in order to open those portals to other dimensions to the hell world. And they only show you the demonic. They never show you a portal to heaven. There's never like a nice spiritual experience. It's all Ouija boards and the first episode with a giant Ouija board. And then the fourth series is also interjecting like homosexual stuff for the for the teenagers. It's all disgusting. And these shows are, are really dark and they're made by people that work for Netflix, which is a very demonic organization, company. But we who are seeking the heavenly things, God wants to give us good things in his spirit. He wants to show us the secrets of the kingdom. And to do that, you have to become simple. You have to clear away the rubble of religion. You have to stop being worried about being a false prophet or what if I sin or you have to stop thinking that way. I mean, you could be in the midst of sin and God could do a, a miracle for you. You could be in the, the most, the sorriest, lamest mess and God still wants to give you his signet ring, which was like the credit card in those days. You know, in the old days, people didn't have credit cards. They had a signet ring and, you know, your servant walked behind you and you just went to the market, and just put your little stamp with the little wax on whatever it was you wanted to buy and then your servant would come in and gather those things. So the, 
prodigal son gets the signet ring, not as a pretty little thing, but as like, hey, all right, sonny boy, go get yourself cleaned up. You know, you're my son. I can't have you just, you know, all homeless and begging and everything. Just you, you get whatever you need until you're on your feet. You know, that's what that meant. You know, I, I have a good dad and I was able to finally return after kind of being a little bit of a prodigal for many years. And he just showers me with blessings, anything that I need. He's helped me out, you know, not to make me into a lazy freebie getter, but just if I, if I needed help, they, they were ready to help me out and get, get a driver's license, get everything that I needed to get done. Um, so our father in heaven, he really does want to shower us with blessings. And if you want to really get the best from heaven, I've noticed a lot of Christians, like the new Christians on TikTok and YouTube and everything, a lot of their obsession is with this world. It's like, okay, I, I want to get money. And uh, there isn't a whole lot of blessing in that. Like, I don't feel a whole lot of glory in people just being like, I want money. Or I want boyfriends and girlfriends. Um, and that's kind of an issue. Like, if you think about it, people coming to the kingdom and then their whole focus is just, I've got to find that partner. I've got to be... And then they go to church and, and half of church is just datings, like finding your one. And even on the internet, a lot of people are just lonely and they're just thinking about getting their partner. God understands. He doesn't criticize, but it's like, is that really all you want? Like, okay, you're going to have a partner. Sure. I'm really interested in interfacing with people that set aside the love for the flesh and this world and just like, oh, I got to get my partner, got to get married, got to get everything set. And instead, your hunger and your desire is for the things of God and the kingdom. And and if, if you're like Solomon and you ask for wisdom, you ask for the signet ring of the father to go and make purchases in the heavenly realm, I looked at it as like a big Price is Right game or something like, wow, I've got this newfound faith. I want to go into the spirit realm and start doing the spirit wars and start getting tools and weapons and shields and swords. Because all I'd ever seen up till then was um, Rick Joyner and his prophecies. And then suddenly I was given all these other visions and prophecies. Not all of them were my own. A lot of them were other people's that were publicized. And uh, took me about, well, took me about 10 years to get through all those those manuals and prophecies and getting the keys of the kingdom and a lot of random stuff, which now it's like only Ian Clayton and Nancy Cohen, who, by the way, just friend requested me on Facebook, which is so weird. It's like Nancy Cohen sent me a friend request. Like what? I want what they have. I want to make a, a photocopy of Enoch's library and have it on my ship. I want to go and and uh, meet Elijah, and I'm like the dork Elisha or Elijah that's like, can I have double your blessing? I'll have an Elijah blessing with a side of Ian Clayton, and I'll have an extra double Nancy Cohen holy fire, and I'll take a Billy Graham, and I'll have five, uh, let's see, hmm, no, I'll have eight uh, William Branham burgers. 
Is that going to be all, sir? Uh, no, no, that's not. I'll, hold on. What do you want? Oh, um, add another 10. You know what I mean? Like, you want to keep going in the spirit. You want to keep getting more and more and more because we have all of eternity to enjoy it. I don't have time to really fully enjoy all the blessings right now. But my Price is Right game, there's a time limit whether I die or not, whether Jesus comes back before I die, which I believe he will. But if if not, whatever the case is, all this stuff that we're doing right now, it's all for eternity. So we got to cash in. And then I look at it like when I go to a FedEx um, warehouse now, I see all the storage and I see all the trucks and I see all the boxes. And I think this is just like something I've seen in the spirit where I've made these different deals with different spirits of heaven, the different seven spirits of God and the set and the, the fruits of the spirit and the virtues of the spirit, not because I'm so holy, I'm a big mess, but that I can hire helpers and interface with others and other believers. And we can start our own kind of heavenly FedEx thing. And this sounds crazy, but I've actually seen this vision. Like, like FedEx trucks, but instead they're like angel spaceships and they're sending out all these blessings of whatever is needed to wherever it is to answer prayer, to bring healing, to bring miracles, to bring souls, to, to help push people over the edge to receive Jesus. I think that people were looking for a harvest that was going to be um, like in tent meetings and churches and maybe street witnessing. I don't think anybody realized that the harvest would be online, but that's what I've seen. Um, a lot of these new believers, they look a lot like the ones that I used to work with and work and live with in communal mission bases around the world. We all kind of spoke the same thing and shared the same thing and, and we were hungry for other things. And I think that's actually taken place online, believe it or not. Um, and, and in many ways, when we do meet, it's so funny. Like I just met Marcus Bandy and it was just like being online, being on the phone, just hanging out with my brother, making making Alan Davenport impressions. We had whiskey shots and we raised our glass to Alan Davenport when we first met. He gave me a Canary Cry Radio shirt as a gift. So you see there's a harvest. And and to get back to what we were talking about in the beginning, there is the Great Commission. Um, And we are experiencing that online and in the spirit and people just randomly getting holy ghost sample fire saved and are we taking that seriously are we actually trying to reach out and to bless and to pray for those people I mean don't be a creepo and just start messaging uh, teenagers online or anything I'm talking about you be a voice you be one of the people that can share your testimonies and they will listen a lot of them are like looking for Christian TikTok and they're not getting a whole lot of good teachings. Type in Derek Prince. They're like all over that guy. Adding music to the background, you know, voiceovers like, amen, clapping their hands. This is this young black guy that's just like playing Derek Prince videos and he's just praising God and clapping his hands. It's the most beautiful, sweetest thing. Just thousands of videos of Derek Prince that people are posting on TikTok. I watched some today. I have a, we use these iPads at work and the battery always dies on them and then you're stuck. So I'll like usually be the last guy to get there. So there's all these like extra iPads and the different trucks and it's probably not like 
protocol, but I'll just grab one if I can. So I'll have an extra one. And today I just was like, well, the battery's actually charging up pretty good. So I put on some TikTok things and I just typed in Derek Prince and Christian TikTok. And it was like, wow, there's a lot of superstar new believers on there. And and then like preachers, it was like this middle-aged preacher lady just sharing her faith, just talking about the end time. Everybody thinks the rapture's about to happen. I mean, probably something's about to happen. I don't think it's the rapture. But we're really going to see a revival and it's not just judgment time. We all look at like the chicken prices. I talked to a guy today about $1 eggs coming soon. I told him about my chickens and he was very interested and he was very uh, quick to tell me that they're getting eggs from this guy and he has this special kind of chicken called like Americana breed or something and they lay these green eggs and I was like oh that's a Dr. Seuss book green eggs and ham tell him I want some chicks if he's got any chicks for sale I'll buy some Building my, I'm building my coop back better right now Building a, I'm digging a coop pad for the chickens because we had, we had to move the coop so the chickens are a little bit exposed right now I'm praying for them But you know, like we are limiting ourselves every day, living in the world and living by fear instead of living by faith. And meanwhile, God has so much for us. And I will send you, if you want, if you just ask for one, my spirit man will send you a FedEx box spirit ship from one of our aircraft carriers from the kingdom load it up with whatever I got that can be useful for you because I've been running around gathering the things making deals with this person that person I'm like a Trump in the spirit like I'm just making deals making you know the art of the deal like I'll go there and I'll, I'll meet Melchizedek and make a sign some stuff and you know it's not like I have time to go back and look at everything all the time but back in the day I've been I was very faithful that's what I've been doing since 2006 I guess and is my life perfect? No. Am I a mess? Yeah. But if I can get all this stuff, think about what you can get. And if I have something that you want, that maybe I'm not even using it right now. I mean, I'm not saying I want to lose my crown or anything like that, but I've got like double, extra, triple, whatever mantles of whoever. I want you to have that. I want to send you some of that. And I don't even have to know. I mean, you can just ask in your spirit. Maybe I'm prophesying right now or maybe I'm crazy. Just had a long day in the sun. and But I believe that I have something that can bless you. And I'm not talking about like, here, sign up for this program. I'm talking about reality. I'm talking about in the spirit realm. I'm talking about in his kingdom. There's things that I have been given that exist in the spirit realm that I take by faith and You might have more faith than I have for some of this stuff right now. I invite you prayerfully ask the Lord what is what is useful that Michael Basham has in the spirit realm that I could use keys of the kingdom that he's got gifts of the spirit, whatever his family has just I want you to to cash in. I got some Chinese Japanese warriors, the ancient, uh, the right, the righteous ones, not the weird ones. Um, stuff that maybe I've gathered in my pirate chest, my gleeful cove of spiritual booty that might just be sitting there collecting dust and I don't want to lose it, but my angels will organize whatever packages you need 
and they will be happy to send those to you. So stay tuned, expect miracles. God is still on the throne and he absolutely does stuff. So hallelujah. Love you guys and bless you and we'll talk soon. Gotta run. Bye-bye.